0: Isaiah chapter 40, and I will read from verse 4, sorry, 3 onwards. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I'm going to go again to verse 3, and I'm going to read it one more time. Isaiah 40, verse 3 onwards. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. And every mountain and hill brought love. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. I'm going to continue reading verse six. The voice said, cry out. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. All all flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up. Be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arm. And carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those who are with young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? There's a reason why this word the Lord wants me to read the rest of the verses, so that's why I'm doing it. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? Measured heaven with a span, and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure. Weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord or as his counselor has taught him? With whom did he take counsel and who has instructed him and taught people in the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket and are counted as the small dust on the scales. Look, he lifts up the aisles as a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor its beast sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him are as nothing, and they are counted by him less than nothing and worthless. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare to him? The workman mows an image, the goldsmith overspreads it with gold, and the silversmith casts silver chains. Whoever is too impoverished, For such a contribution chooses a tree that will not rot. He seeks for himself a skillful workman to prepare a carved image that will not totter. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits about the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of the earth useless. Scarcely they shall be planted. Scarcely shall they be sown. Scarcely shall their stock take root in the earth when he will also low on them and they will wither. And the whirlwind will take them away like stubble. To whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal? Says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these things. Who brings out to their host by number? He calls them all by name. By the greatness of his might and the strength of his power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faint nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary, not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Praise be to God. And this entire chapter, we see a section where God is actually telling his people to do something. You do something and then God says what God can do. Now, We see here, God says, when you do your part, it will contribute to the people around you taking notice of the glory of God that will come as a result of your involvement in your own restoration, your involvement in your recovery, in your blessing, your involvement in God's glory being revealed. What is your part? in God's glory that needs to be revealed in your life. So we're just going to go up and we see at the bottom here, the bottom section of Isaiah 40, we see the strength of God. He's the strength of Israel. He never grows tired. He never grows weary. And we also see... The strength of God being compared to worthless idols. And when God says all the nations of the earth are worthless before me, that God is not saying that, well, you know, you, you have no value before me. That's not what God is saying. God is saying that when people try to take refuge or when people try to take anything other than God as their refuge, at that point, the value that they have before God is really gone. Like when they place their trust in Egypt, when they place their trust in Ethiopia, when they place their trust in Midian, when they place their trust in idolatry, when they place their trust in Satan, basically, God says at that point, God will not be able to do anything for people who take the enemy as their confidence, the enemy as their refuge. God is really huge. He doesn't have to have regard for anyone, but he does. And the Bible says he takes note of the little sparrow that falls. And he says, not a single sparrow falls to the ground without the will of the Father in heaven. So if that is the case, Jesus said, how much more value are you? God is talking in the entire section where Jesus Christ talks. He talks about Father and son father and children relationship when he even talks about the value that god gives to his people our worth comes from being the children of god created by god and also being his children that means in the covenant relationship that i am within the covenant of god i want to say this here as the holy spirit wants me to when you look at jericho the wall of jericho jericho itself it was promised by God for the children of Israel that they were going to go there and overtake Jericho, that they were going to go and possess Jericho and every part of Canaan God was going to give to them. So the land that was given by God, God specifically said that you're going to take this and you're going to do this in order to take this. And God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. We want you to pay good attention to what the spirit of God is speaking at this hour in order to, Take over your Jericho that God has for you. You must do something. It's never like, okay, God said that he will give Jericho. God said he'll give Canaan. So I'm not going to do my part. See, those who don't do their part will not inherit the blessings God has for them. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. If you want to inherit the blessing that God has for you, know your part and do it. Know your part and do it. See, if I don't know what I should do, then I'm not going to be able to do. And there are some people who know what they should do. And still they will say, well, I will do when I feel like right now I don't feel like. And people who go by feelings will be people who will miss the plan of God. So you can not be aware of what you should do because you're not there when God spoke. Or you were not keen on getting direction from God. Or you can be where God speaks and then you say, well, my leg hurts. My hand hurts. Well, I'm going crazy like without talking and this, this, people over here they are telling us not to talk and this joshua is saying just be quiet and close your mouth and just walk around and and i'm going crazy i can't be without talking and and so i can't follow these rules and these are like too much for me and these are burdens that i can't bear and god has given me mouth to speak and this is the time i should be praising and who is joshua to tell me to shut up attitude check It's very important. God is speaking to our hearts this hour. There are seasons when God will say, open your mouth and shout. At that time, when you say that, well, I don't feel like shouting right now. I'm just going to keep quiet. You're not going to inherit what God has for you. And there are seasons God will say, shut up at this hour. Just zip it and be quiet. There are times God will lead us like that. When God says like that, at that time, it's very important to just shut up and just do what God said. Walk around if God says to do that. That's it. God has to be God in our lives. God has to be the leader and he has to be the director of our soul. Anything we do. When we put our confidence and our trust in him. And when we follow him and we say, Lord, whatever it is, whichever path you lead me, whichever direction you lead me, Lord, I will follow. Where you lead me, I will follow. We've But in real life, every step of the way, are we following God Oh my whatever it is? When we look at God, he says, look at me. Do I faint? No. Do I get tired? No. Do I grow weary? No. Do I have? Any kind of weakness? No. Look at me, God says. Look at your God. Does your God have any kind of problem? Is he able to save you? Is your God capable to deliver you? Yes, he is. Is your God able to provide for you? Yes, he is. God says, look at me. Don't look at those worthless idols and this is how they come. Human strength and human capacity, God so beautifully, he is comparing here to the grass of the field and the flower that is on top of the grass. And people just go and die for those things. I got to somehow make a name here. And my wall has to be, my name has to be on some wall up there. And and who's going to actually see it? A few people. Who's going to see it? And how long is that wall going to last? May God speak to our hearts at this hour labor for the meat that does not perish. Let your eyes be on eternity. Whatever you're doing on this side of eternity, let it count towards eternity. God says, the human beings, the flesh, even the flesh that will see the glory of God as a result of you laying down your life and letting God take over you and letting God do what he has to do in your life, the flesh will see day are like the grass of the field. Even those who will witness, their life is so temporary. Whatever they have is so temporary. Do you know what? You can make an eternal impact on the lives of those whose lives are so temporary. Those whose lives are like grass, including our lives, they are all like grass. Today we'll be here and when our time is out, we will be gone. Where we're going to go is the most important thing. Where we're going to live and where God has kept us is the most important thing that we have to really focus on. And God says, in order for where we're going to be. I've said this before, I'm going to say this again. You know, eternity, our eternity, where we are going to go, is dependent on what we do here. How we live here. So what you're going to live is is really like a a mirror. How you live is very important. This short life that God has given is a life when you live it really good, live it for Jesus. It's going to just go up and it's going to be stretched for eternity. So it's so important how you spend your time and what you do with the life that God has given to you. And God says, our goal has to be All flesh should see the glory of God in this month of November. Do you have this in your mind? Lord, all flesh should should see the glory of God. All flesh should see the glory of God. Do you have in your mind that whatever I do, Lord, in this month of November, Lord, all flesh around me. All of them here. Those who are going to live today, live tomorrow. Those who are going to be here today and not be here tomorrow. Whoever it is, all flesh should see the glory of God. Hallelujah. God wants to reveal his glory through whatever it may be. It could be a job, it could be a family, it could be a children, it could be a finances, it could be a health, whatever it may be. God's glory has to be revealed. See, the focus has to be not the means or even the end in this temporary world because we're all like grass. We're here today and tomorrow will be gone. But if my focus is long-term, my long-term, my long-term, what is that long-term goal? It's the glory of God. If the glory of God is revealed through me and all those around me, that is going to be converted into heaven's currency that is going to be of eternal value whatever suffering we go through in this side of eternity apostle paul says it cannot be compared to the eternal weight of glory there's a transaction taking place there's a conversion taking place there is something glorious that is taking place wherever we're going through there is some kind of a change that takes place as a result of god's glory being revealed here if we are in the perfect will of god God is speaking to our heart this hour. I want to take you uh to the I think it's verse three is the spirit of the Lord wants me to. We're just gonna go here. The voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Just let's look at verse three. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. want to really focus on verse 3 here. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Why do you need to do something for our God? Our God can do anything. Whatever he wants to do, our God can do it. Why should someone go and repair the way for our God? Like I said before, you and I are called to be co-laborers in this side of eternity. God has called us. He's given us this great privilege. Even though the angels can come and do, there are certain things on this side of eternity angels will not do, angels cannot do. This is God's law and that's how it works. Just like how we must go to God and we must ask. Only when we pray, certain things will move. If we don't pray, it won't move. So even though God has a plan, we need to pray. We need to pray in order for that plan to take place in our lives. We can't say, well, automatically it'll happen. It doesn't work that way. And we also saw, I believe last week or the week before, how the enemy opposes every single time when the plan of God advances, he opposes. So in order for the opposition of the enemy to be brought down, God's people must pray. When we pray, because we are the soldiers there in the army of God, In human bodies. And when we pray on this side of eternity, we actually fight and we actually get the help that we need and we actually overcome in the spirit and God raises people also to pray. And there are so many things that are involved in the supernatural battle plan and battlefield. God has placed his people there. So in the kingdom of God for God's glory to be revealed, God's people must do something. We can never say that, well, God's glory has to be revealed. So he will do it in his time. And when God says that this month, this day it happens, it'll somehow happen. No, it will not. In order for God's glory to be revealed, your involvement is crucial. It is necessary. In order for God's glory to be revealed, the spirit of the Lord says somebody has to do their part. In order for God's glory to be revealed, it is important for somebody to be the person that God wants in order to make way or prepare the way. Two things happen here. I want you to remember as so the Spirit of the Lord wants me to drive this into your spirits at this hour. As God calls us to prepare the way, heaven also co-labors or labors and we co-labor with God In order to make the path straight. God wants to do it. And the spoken word of God comes. This is going to happen. Once God says what happens. It is actually taking place. Materializing in the earthly realm. And how does it work? It works through human beings. It works through you and I. Understand this. It's a very important point that God is speaking. God wants to take this into your spirit. God wants to drive this deep into your spirit. So that you can understand. The importance of you co-laboring together with God in order order for God's glory to be revealed in your life through your life to those around you. If you don't pay attention to that, if you don't pay attention to God's timing and God's working, And said that, well, he'll make the rough places smooth in my life and I don't do anything. I don't pick up the shower and I don't do anything and I don't do what I should be doing. God will say, well, I wanted to and that's why I'm moving you and I'm equipping you. I'm giving you what you need. I'm giving you all the tools you need. Put it to work. And you see that in the Bible. It says, oh, there was a man whose name was John. Why? Why did God have to send john the baptist when god is the one who makes the rough place smooth when god is the one who comes and makes the crooked path straight when god is the one who comes and takes away all that is crooked and he just straightens it or whatever it is it's god who does it why do you need john the baptist yes god does it and how does he do it he does it through man he does it through a woman. He does it through a child. Whoever is either who says, Lord, make the rough places smooth. And here I am, Lord, I will co-labor with you. God is speaking to our hearts today. Do you want to be the one that God is calling in your own life to straighten out that which is crooked? Never say the Lord, straighten out that which is crooked. Straighten out that which is crooked. Straighten out that which is crooked. I'm praying, Lord, for ten long years. Straighten out that which is crooked. And it is still the same, and it's not straightening out. Lord, do something. I see that person straightening out. I see this person straightening out. I see them straightening out. I'm seeing everybody straightening out. And I'm still crooked. Lord, straighten me out. And God will say, well, I wanted to, and I'm just waiting on you. You want to straighten out? If you do, then God will say, get up get going God is speaking at this hour in this month of November God says get up get going don't just sit down and keep crying and saying oh straighten me out straighten me out straighten me out straighten me out when you don't lift up when you don't look up God is speaking at this hour God says the voice the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make straight in the desert a highway for our God and what is that what's the job God is the one who is going to make the crooked path straight. Well, what is he doing? He's using you. He's using me. Wherever God sees fit, and he says, I you." are you available? God looked at Gideon, and God saw a man of faith. And he said, mighty man of valor. I've spotted you out of all the people here. To straighten the crooked paths here. To make the rough places smooth here. And Gideon said, yes, Lord. Physically, I can't do it. And he admitted that to God. Emotionally, I can't do it. And he admitted that to God. But his faith was in God. We all need to come to a place of total admission and total surrender. Lord, physically, emotionally, mentally, I cannot do anything apart from you. I cannot do anything apart from you. We have to come to that place. Now we can say. Lord, you're going to make the crooked path straight. Here I am. Use me. He's going to make the crooked path straight. The prophetic word that God is giving for us for this month of November is God is ready and he wants to make the crooked path straight. Are you going to co labor with God? Don't look the east and don't look the west and don't look everywhere. God says, you, I'm calling you. I'm calling you to make the crooked path straight. What is your involvement in your family, in your own life? Whatever is crooked, I want to straighten it out. Are you going to co-labor with me? Are you going to partner with the living God and say, Lord, here am I. I'll partner with you. You're going to make the crooked path straight. And I will partner with you to make the crooked path straight. God will make all the crooked paths straight in our lives. These are things God will do for us. and God is saying, I want to do it through you. I want to do it through you. I want to make all the crooked paths straight. I want to make all the rough places smooth. I want to do all these things. I want to do it through you and I want to do it for you so that all flesh can see the glory of God. So what is the motive? The motive is not, well, after God makes all the rough places smooth, I'm going to go la 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 and I'm going to just jump on all those smooth places and say, Hey, look at me. God used me. Oh, 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 you can't make it. You cannot make it to heaven if that's the motive. That's lose the first spirit. I'll say, well, I want to do all these things because I want everyone to worship me. I want everyone to look at me and say, well, look how you did it. You made all the crooked paths straight. Oh, no. Oh, no. He wants to do it. Without him, you can't do it. But if you want him to work through you, if you want the power of God to flow through you, to make all the crooked paths straight, but you can give your hands, you can give your feet, you can give your eyes, you can give your brain, you can give your entire body and say, here am I, Lord. Make all the crooked paths straight. I want to make all the crooked paths straight by you flowing through me. That is what you're calling me to do. I will do it. When you partner with God, you know what will happen? Every valley shall be exalted. Whatever dip is there in your life. Whatever valley is there in your life. Whatever pockets of valley is there in your life, God says, it shall be exalted. Who does that work? Do you think that, well, I can go and do this with God and somehow I will go and I will somehow with my giant muscles bring the valley up? No. but you know what we can do? We can do what God wants us to do. We can go to the valley. We can go to the mountain. We can go to the rough places. Wherever God wants us to go, we can go. And then if God says, do this, we do that. If God says, go back here, we go back there. Whatever God tells us to do, that's all we're called to do. Nothing more, nothing less. When we follow the exact command of God, then every valley shall be exalted. Underline the word every. Every place in your life will be raised up. That means... This dip shouldn't be there, but this dip is there. And God says, I'm there to bring it to where it needs to be so that it's a plane, so that you can walk and those who come behind you can walk through. It's never going to be like going and, whoop, I fall. Now I got to work hard to see somehow, how can I come out of this valley? No. God says, I want to make the rough places smooth. I want to raise up those valleys and level those mountains down. I want to make a nice highway for God where His glory will go before. What is your motive? What do you want? Why do you want something? What is your motive for even asking God, seeking something from God? God is speaking at this hour. Our motive has to be all flesh should see your glory. It's not that all flesh should see your glory because they need to see me. Very dangerous. Very demonic. I've seen many people fallen. They come to God with wrong motives. They come to God and say, I need to get this and I need to get the gifts of the Spirit. I need to do this, this and I need to be this prophet and I need to be that prophetess and I need to be this healer and I need to do this and all those things. And I want to do all of that so that I want to bring people to Jesus because I want to do this. And you see how much I is there? Because it's all about me. And that all about me is a terrible demon. It's a Lucifer spirit. It has to be Lord. All flesh should see the glory. When the glory comes, you know what happened? You just disappear. That's the most beautiful thing. When we get lost in his glory and everyone sees the face of Jesus, that's all needs to happen. And in order for that to happen, God says, will you partner with me? To prepare the way of the Lord. That the focus is me. Poor me. Poor me. Poor me. Poor me. Poor me. Poor me. Always me. You know. Always me. I feel this way. Nobody's looking at me. And I feel this way because nobody's hearing me. I feel this way because nobody pays attention to me. I feel this way because everybody's ignoring me. I feel this way because everybody is, you know, speaking bad about me. And I feel this way. You see how that me is? As long as that as long as that me is alive and you just breathe and breathe and breathe and breathe and give life to that me demon, a demon will haunt you and torment you and take you straight to hell. Is that bad? But when our motive is all flesh should see the glory of God. All flesh should see the glory of God. All flesh should see the glory of God. Then God says, All flesh will see the glory of God. Now let's go. Do this when you partner with God. God will say, "Do this." That's what God did through John the Baptist. He was a burning flame. God said, "You're going to be in the wilderness, John," and he said, "Yes, Lord." And that's what he was. You're going to be baptizing people. He said, "Yes, Lord." You're going to say this to the Pharisee, "Yes, Lord." Whatever God said, he was totally dominated by God. And he had no fear. A man who never thought about himself. He was someone who ate wild locusts and um, he, yeah, he ate locusts and wild honey. So while he was there, in the wilderness, away from people, and God's not telling you just go to the wilderness and eat locusts and wild honey. That's not what God is speaking here. Everyone everyone has a unique call, a different call. Everyone needs to pursue God for God's glory to be revealed in and through their lives. For that, God will call each person to do something. And every little thing, every little thing, every baby step, God says, take When you do it, God will glorify his name through your life. But when you refuse to take that baby step because you say, that, well, my ankle hurts and Lord, you're calling me to walk around the Jericho this many times. And you know what? I don't think that's for me. Well, that's for my pastor. You know what? My pastor is very strong, Lord. And and my pastor has this extraordinary, you know, strength in the legs where I don't have it. And, you know, Lord, Lord, I'm not like the pastor anyway. Like, you know, the path is different. The call is different. And uh, only, you know, Joshua can, you know, march around the wall of Jericho. And it's not me. By the way, you know, he can keep his mouth shut. But, you know, I can't do that. And so it's not for me. And, you know, how many excuses people can give. But praise God. The people of Israel at that point didn't give any excuse. They did exactly what God spoke through Joshua to do. They all kept quiet and marched around without complaining. The youngest, the oldest, in between, whoever it was, they all marched around without speaking. Because God said, don't talk. Nobody talked. When God said through Joshua, shout. At that time, they said, well, we're all so tired and at this time, he's telling us to shout and I don't you know what this is going to do and no. What is this Joshua doing when he wants us to shout? He's telling, he's telling us shout when he thinks, you know, we need to be quiet. He's telling us, to, I don't feel like it. And today I don't feel like shouting. Oh, Joshua, you say what you want to say. Jericho will not be yours. Learn to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of the Lord says, "Believe and say this, and do this, and whatever God says, be someone who will do what the Spirit of the Lord will have you do at the moment." Prepare the way of the Lord. God says, "You prepare the way of the Lord." What does the word "prepare" means? What do you think involves in preparation? Preparation involves careful thinking. If you're taking notes, write this down. Preparation involves careful thinking. You're never going to say, well, I'm preparing for the wedding without even thinking what clothes you're going to wear and, you know, and, uh, what shoes you're going to wear and how you're going to, you know, present yourself and what you're going to take with you, you know, if you're going to take a pocketbook or a purse or, you know, whatever it is, you know, for women and for men, what tie you're going to wear, whatever it is, depending on who you are or your kids, what clothing you're going to, preparation involves Careful thinking and careful planning. You don't hastily go and do whatever you want to do. That's not preparation. Preparation involves careful thinking, and this is what I'm going to do. And in order for me to do that, I take careful thinking and planning, and I do what I need to do to get the materials I need in order to cause what I need to take place to happen that needs to happen in order for that to happen i plan i prepare say okay i need this i need this i need this i need this what i don't have i need to get and what i have i need to make sure i have it with me i can have something in the closet and say well i have it but if i don't make the effort to walk to the closet and get my clothes or walk to the closet and get my kids clothes or go to the you know closet and get my shoes then shoes will stay the clothes will stay there you can go out with your pajamas and say, oh, well, I prepared, but you know what? I just, you know, I'm too tired. No, that's not preparation. Preparation where you take everything and you lay down and you know what you need. You think about it, especially if the occasion is important. You're going to think about it. You're going to think what the entire family is going to have, where, what they're going to do. If you're if you a parent, then you're going to be concerned how your child is going to come because the child represents you. It takes careful preparation and planning when God says, prepare the way of the Lord. In order to prepare the way of the Lord, you have to prepare yourself first. Important. In order to prepare the way of the Lord, you have to prepare yourself first. You can learn that from the life of John the Baptist. John the Baptist prepared himself first before he can go and do anything for God. Jesus prepared himself before he can do anything. Preparation is important. How we prepare ourselves. To do God's work. I'm going to stop right here. as The spirit of the Lord wants me to. But one thing I want to. Drive it deep into your spirit. Is. God wants to do great things in your life. The glory of the Lord. Shall be revealed. In order for the glory of the Lord to be revealed. You need to partner with God. And say Lord. The rough places need to become smooth. The crooked places need to become straightened out. And all these things need to happen. You said you will do it. You're asking if I'm willing to do what you're calling me to do in order for these these things to happen. See, just marching around Jericho and screaming at the top of your lungs is not going to bring the wall of Jericho down. Who is actually bringing it down? God is bringing it down. So because God is calling us to make the crooked place straight doesn't mean that we're the ones like, you know, who have strength like bulldozers and go there or, you know, dynamite and go and do something. No. We just do what God tells us to do. The power comes from God Almighty to do miracles. Miracle working power belongs to God and He does it. When you go and be where God wants you to be and do what God wants you to do, the Spirit of God does what you cannot do and the impossible becomes possible. That's where the supernatural comes in. And here God says today, before that can happen, there's a preparation God is looking for. In this month of November, on the first day of this new month, God says, the first word from the Lord that God is giving to us here in this month of November is, God wants to greet things. God wants to greet things. God wants to take you to the place where God has his blessings for you. In order for you to inherit what God wants you to inherit. God is looking for preparation. Prepare your heart. Prepare your mind. Prepare your body. Prepare yourself to receive what God has for you. Prepare yourself to doing what God wants you to do. To inherit what God has for you. Prepare yourself in order to become a conduit for his blessing and his power to flow through in order for all flesh around you to see the glory of God. Your goal has to be in this month of November, God said, but he's going to make the crooked path straight. He's going to make the crooked place straight. Crooked path straight. He is going to make the rough places smooth. Whatever area is rough, he is going to make it smooth. He's asking, do you want to be that one to whom I will do to make your own crooked path straight? In your family? In your finances? Whatever you may be facing, I want to Do something. But will you partner with me and how will you partner with God? You prepare yourself first. On this first day, God is going to continue to speak to us tomorrow and the day after. We will go back to Isaiah 40. As the Spirit of the Lord wants me to stop here, I want to stop here. Just keep this in mind. In this month of November, God wants you to do big things. God wants you to take that which is broken and God wants you to fix it. God wants to make that which is crooked straight. God wants to take that which is rough and he wants to make that smooth. God wants to do the impossible in your life and he wants to make it possible. God says, do you want to partner with me? Because God's call is straighten that which is crooked in your life. Go, you prepare the way of the Lord. God is coming to do miraculous thing in your life. God is coming to do the miraculous in your life. God is coming to do the miraculous. God is coming to do the miraculous things in your life. Are you partnering with God Almighty? Are you partnering with God Almighty? Are you willing to do what God is calling you to do in order for God's glory to be revealed? God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. In your heart, in your mind, establish this. God wants to show forth His glory. God's glory should be revealed. God's glory must be revealed in my life. Whether I have anything or not. I want people to see my Jesus. I want people to see the glory of God revealed. I want people to see the glory of God is revealed. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. In this month of November, God wants you to do big things. God wants you to make that which is crooked and God wants you to straighten it out. God wants you to take that which is rough and God wants you to smooth it out. God says, these things I will do. but I'm going to do it through you. There's something needs to take place in your life. Something needs to take place in your life. Will you give yourself to prepare the way of the Lord so that God can come and do the impossible? Will you give yourself to prepare the way of the Lord so that God can come and do something impossible? John the Baptist was sent by God so he can prepare the way so that Jesus Christ can come and God's glory can be revealed. And God wants you to do the same thing in your life. Will you be the person who will prepare the way of the Lord so that God can come and do mighty things in your life, in your families, that all flesh All flesh who are like grass will see the glory of God just from our lives. We're like grass too. But when the glory of God shines upon us, when the glory of God is revealed in and through us because we did our part in preparing the way and God has come and God has removed the mountains. God has raised up the valleys. God has made all the rough places smooth and the glory of the Lord is revealed because you took that effort and you took the time to prepare yourself and to prepare the way of the Lord. See, without preparing myself, I cannot prepare the way of the Lord. We we've always seen this man first, then ministry, the life of a person comes first. And then what you do for God, God prepared himself. John prepared himself. John was a burning flame. He prepared himself. And then he was used by God to be poured out for God. Jesus Christ prepared himself. And then he was used by God to be poured out. All flesh saw the glory of God. Everyone knew who John was. John needed no advertisement. Everyone knew who Jesus was. Jesus needed no advertisement. Everyone knew. Who the true servants of God were. Everyone knew who Daniel was. Everyone knew who Joseph was. Why? They prepared themselves for the glory of God to be revealed. And what did God do through each one of them? He used them in their lifetime to make the rough places smooth, to raise up valleys, to bring down mountains, to do the impossible. Do you have a thirst for that? Do you have a thirst that God's glory may be revealed in your life and through you, all those around you and way beyond that? Close your eyes at this hour and look to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God wants to do something spectacular. God wants to do something glorious. Hallelujah. God wants to do something awesome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah those who want to see the glory of God manifest in their lives and do whatever it takes for that to happen. Hallelujah. We'll see the glory of God manifested in their lives. Hallelujah. The mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, to what percentage you yield yourself to God, To what amount you give yourself over to God. You prepare yourself. Think about it. Pray about it. And say, Lord, in whatever way you want me to prepare myself. Prepare my heart, my mind, my body. Sanctify it, Jesus. Hallelujah. Every single person should say that. More sanctification. Hallelujah. A deeper walk with God. God will say, I'm going to do mighty things in and through you so all flesh can see my glory. Hallelujah. Upon this grass, through this grass, through that which looks so feeble and faint and it can be gone, God takes those vessels and God says, now you're no longer going to be like that little grass and little flower that's on the grass. You're going to be completely transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That'll be eternal. Your work will be eternal. Your life will be eternal. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Prepare yourself. If you want God's glory to be revealed in your life, prepare yourself. Preparing yourself for God, for God's glory to be revealed is not a waste of time. Preparing yourself, sitting in the presence of God, shutting everything down and focusing on God Almighty. To prepare yourself is not a waste of time. That's what Satan would say. Oh, what a waste of time. Just go run here, run there. God is speaking at this hour. Those who prepare themselves. Expecting God's glory to be revealed is very important. You need to have faith to expect God's glory to be revealed. And you prepare yourself for that. Expecting mountains to come down. Expecting valleys to be raised up. Hallelujah. Expecting crooked paths to be made straight. And you prepare yourself for that. You will for sure see the glory of God manifested in your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Many will come to know who your God is. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for giving us your word from heaven. Thank you for speaking to our hearts this night. Lord, you're so faithful. You're so good. Lord, we thank you for one more day that you've added to our lives. One more month you've added to our lives. Oh, thank you, Lord. Help us to make the most out of it. Jesus, help us to make the most out of it. Help us not to live like the people who live for temporary things. We're going after the little flowers that are on top of the grass. Going after the fading glory. Help us to go after the eternal things, Lord. That our works may not be burned up. That our works may stand forever, last forever, O Lord, I pray. Open the eyes of the understanding of your people, my Father. That they may live for eternity. That each may prepare themselves so that the glory of God be revealed, Father. Let me, let let no one, Father, go after temporal things. But may they go after eternal things, Father. O oh Lord, that the eyes may be upon the glory of God. Not upon the little fading, fleeting flowers, flower-like glory, Father. Increase the understanding of your people, O oh Lord. Oh, I ask you that you pour upon them a deeper hunger and thirst for the things of God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Break every hindrance in Jesus' name. The spirit of the living God, move in them, move in them, move in them in Jesus' name. Let the spirit of the living God move in them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Everything that is not of you, let it fall away. Let it fall away. Let it fall away. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for giving us this time to spend time in your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It is your grace that we're here. It It is the grace of God that we can hear. Hallelujah. It is the grace of God that we can think. Thank you, Jesus. It is the grace of God that we can understand what you're speaking, Holy Spirit. We Thank you, Lord. It is the grace of God that we can even be here to hear the voice of God. Hallelujah it is the grace of God that you've given us the connections Lord that we need Father even the computers and the phones and the devices that you've given to us it is your grace oh Father it is your grace oh Father it is your grace O oh, Lord we thank you Father I pray that you will bless your people this night bless our church this night may people see your glory may many more see your glory let all flesh see your glory Father Father, 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 may all flesh see your glory, O oh Jesus. And may everything that is crooked be straightened out, Lord. All that is rough be smoothed out, Father. May every single one who's heard the voice of the Holy Spirit may examine themselves in the presence of God so they can have a deeper walk with God. That they may prepare themselves, Father. they may see what they have, what they don't have. And go after what they need to get. Hallelujah. Like the wise virgins who knew that they needed the extra oil. Because they prepared themselves. Hallelujah. May your people be like that. May our church be like that. Preparing ourselves. So that the glory of God may fall upon us. Thank you, Lord. I praise you. In Jesus' name. And bless your people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. With all your blessings pertaining to life and godliness in Jesus. That they may have the strength to prepare themselves. They may have the wisdom to prepare themselves. That they may have the understanding from God to prepare themselves. So that the glory of God may be seen in and through their lives, that people may see Jesus and Jesus alone. For this I ask in Jesus' name, and I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise you.